Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Let me tell you about American giants. There are American giants among us right now, and many of them are our moms. And Mother's Day is this weekend. So much. Abraham Lincoln said, everything I am, I am because of my mother. Moms make all the difference in the world. They really do. Uh, All your goodness, your selflessness, your caring, all the loving things that you do. You can get some of that from your dad, but that's what moms are. I mean, that's that's the essence of a mom. American Giant would like to celebrate your giant of a mom. Uh, They make American clothing. They have great clothing for spring and summer in a variety of colors. They use American cotton grown here in America, milled here, cut and sewn here in America. This Mother's Day, let your mom know that you think she's an American giant. Say, thanks, mom. Buy American today at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. That's American-Giant.com slash Glenn. American Giant. All right. Going back to the border here in just a second. We want to know about the border states. Are they doing enough? Border is on fire. Title 42 expired last night at midnight. The surge is there. We could have half a million people in our country that weren't here just a few days ago within a month. So what are the border states doing? I know the governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, has, according to him, uh, taken unprecedented action to secure the border in the wake of the federal government's inaction. $4 billion to uh, fund all of this for Texas. That's coming out of, you know, our taxes here in Texas. He's launched Operation Lone Star. He's deployed thousands of Texas National Guard soldiers and the Texas Department of Public Safety troopers. However, Is he doing any more than detaining and moving migrants to where they're going to be released by federal agents, processed and released? Is this enough? I personally don't think so, but maybe. Wade Miller, Citizens for Renewing America, the executive director, he has the answer for us in 60 seconds. The world of business has gotten harder to exist, especially for people of integrity. And it's going to get worse before it gets better. Everywhere you look, companies are towing the woke left's line because they've been bullied into thinking that's the only way. And where the left's bullying leaves off, the support and the ESG scores takes over. 
treasure the few businesses who still stand for the values you believe in because they are out there. Patriot Mobile is one of them, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They're providing dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area, but you aren't simultaneously helping fund woke propaganda by spending your money with the big mobile companies. Please switch. They'll make it really simple. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. You'll save money, get great cell service, and you'll support the people who are supporting you and the Bill of Rights. It's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call 878-PATRIOT, 878-PATRIOT, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Wade Miller is uh, with us. Hello, uh, Wade. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. So um, the response by Governor Abbott... I think is a little lackluster. I, I think we should declare uh, an emergency, uh, which I think he has, but I mean a, a true crisis or invasion, and he should seize the powers that I believe he has in the Constitution and get this under control. Yeah, what? I agree. So he has uh, an inherent authority under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, especially when the federal government is failing to uphold Article 4, Section 4, which Mayorkas and Biden are clearly doing. And that grants governors unique authorities that are constitutional authorities. They're not subject to federal immigration law or cases like Arizona v. U.S. uh, that that are broad powers that would allow the governor to take some unprecedented actions. And so what he's been doing under Operation Lone Star is he has been detaining and then taking migrants two ports of entry where he turns them over to federal agents. Uh, And then, of course, they're processed and then released into the interior, or he's been busing them around the United States. What he has not been doing is taking them back into Mexico. And so we have been asking him for two years to, one, declare an invasion, and then provide authorities to agents to actually do something with that declaration. He has stopped shy of the second one. I'm getting some anecdotal evidence as of this morning from Border Patrol agents, that there might be a positive development on that. I'm happy to talk through that. But historically, uh, Operation Lone Star has been a lot of bluster and a lot of rhetoric, but it has not done anything to fundamentally change the situation on the border. Uh, I mean, and a lot, large parts of Operation Lone Star have amounted to just piling money up and then setting it on fire. Okay, so tell me what you're hearing from the border today on this. So I was on a phone call this morning with a Border Patrol agent, that's a federal agent, and and that agent indicated to me uh, that they were actually not allowed into certain parts of the border, that they remained in a staging area, and that the Texas National Guard and Texas DPS were actually locking down that section. Now, this is anecdotal. We don't have an official position from Abbott on that stating that this is a change in policy. So until then, as is the case usually with Abbott, I'm going to be very cautious. I don't want to give him uh, any credit for something. He often says very good things and then doesn't follow through. But if this occurs in other sectors, that's a huge development. Now, Abbott does not have the agents that he needs uh, right now to actually do this across the entire border, which is actually why, you know, Speaker Dave uh, Phelan and uh, the Texas Republican Speaker of the House there He killed HB 20, which would have sought to start to alleviate that problem by creating a border protection unit. 
Uh, not surprised there that uh, Dade killed that bill because he's a big open borders liberal Republican. But uh, <laughs> if this is the case and Abbott is actually changing policy, this would be a huge step. It then becomes incumbent upon other Republican governors to send resources and personnel that Abbott can deputize under state of Texas authority and then deploy to other sectors and then duplicate this policy change. So I'm still looking into this, but the fact that a federal border patrol agent told me this uh, directly on a phone call just this morning, and I've talked to uh, many other border officials and they're hearing the same thing. That's a good first step. These will be very small parts of the border, but if true, we should thank Abbott and we should encourage him to uh, ask other governors for help. But again, I want to be cautious right. here and not <laughs> go okay. too far too soon. Well, I know that um, um, the attorney general, I've talked to him and and he has said to me that he w- he wishes the um, uh, the governor would give him something that he had to defend. In other words, take this action, let uh, the Fed say you can't do that so he can go and then fight it and win because he believes he can win. Is it possible that he's he's giving him that uh, that opportunity today? I think so. So there's two tracks that this could go down if they're doing it as a narrow challenge to Arizona v. U.S. That's one possible pathway uh, which would undo a bad Supreme Court precedent that essentially says, and I'm making this very simplified, that states can't unilaterally enforce federal immigration law. Or if it's under an invasion declaration, Article One authority, that's a novel concept. Uh, past courts have said that that's non-justiciable. I always mess that word up. But and what does uh, it mean? basically means that it's a political question and that they don't have the power to question it. Uh, so if that's the case, there's really good, a uh, really good track record here that this would stand legally and it would set a precedent that any time that the federal government is failing to secure the border, any border state can step in and do that under their Article One powers. That's ultimately what we want to get to, because Arizona v. U.S. is weak based upon what current federal immigration law is. And current federal immigration law is weak. It has too many asylum loopholes, et cetera. So I would prefer the state of Texas go down the invasion declaration route, make it an Article One legal question, and then set that precedent in, into perpetuity, empowering states greatly. And just to just to clarify that, what that means in Article One is, if there is an invasion and the federal government is not doing all that it can to repel that invasion, the state has a right to repel it itself. That's correct. And an, an invasion can be defined very broadly, an unwanted uh, uh, you know, presence on another's domain. Uh, James Madison thought that this applied to smugglers. Sam Houston, of course, if you're in Texas. Everyone knows who Sam Houston is there. Uh, he thought this applied to cross-border uh, Mexican bandits. So, and there's a lot of precedent here uh, on our side uh, that you know cartels are both smugglers and cross-border bandits in many respects, and, and, and worse than both. I think it's very clear that the founders had a position that, although the border security was primarily the duty of the federal government, they would not have limited themselves or tied their hands behind the back if the federal government became destructive to the ends of the needs of the states, that they wouldn't have any options to step into that breach and protect their own citizens. So, of course, 
this clause empowers governors in this instance, especially given how violent cartels are, how they're using every single person that's crossing the border as a part of their enterprise. They make money off of every person that crosses the border. And of course, they use cross-border illegal, uh, illegal cross-border movement to mask uh, fentanyl uh, that's getting uh, sure. smuggled across the borders. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying. So, yes, governors have this power, and we certainly so, encourage Governor Abbott to use it. Wade, uh, the, the, is there an increase because of Article 40, or I mean, uh, yeah, Article 42, Title 42 being um, revoked now? Did we see... The border... Go ahead. Yes, the border is exploding because of this. The cartels have been actively working... Uh, with state uh, actual governments and, uh, and and getting the word out to their supply lines that it's now is the time to come forward. And, and that message was received and people are starting, starting to show up on the border and the tens of thousands, there's tens of thousands of more on the way. Of course, uh, we're going to hit record numbers this year. There were over 3 million gotaways just last year alone, 1.5 officially, but it's about double that in reality. That's just the gotaways, not the people that went to the ports of entry, bogusly claimed asylum, and then were released. Uh, you know, this is a big problem. Uh, we're seeing people from all sorts of different countries that we haven't seen in high numbers before starting to head this way. There's real national security concerns. Uh, the cartels are working directly with the Mexican government in many respects. We've got a big problem on our hands uh, right now. Big problem. And it's all because of the Biden administration. Wait, uh, stay in touch with us. If you get more evidence that this is what Texas is doing and the governor is doing, we want to, we want to, of course, uh, herald him for doing that. But I, I like you will wait and see. Um, he's, he's, he's kind of leading from behind uh, in my opinion on many things, including this Wade. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Bye-bye. Wade Miller, uh, you can um, uh, find him on Twitter at Wade Miller underscore USMC. Uh, so Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the United States Constitution. This is the one known as the Compact Clause. And this is what it says. No state shall, without the consent of Congress, lay any duty of tonnage, keep troops, or ships of war in a time of peace enter into an agreement or compact with another state or with foreign powers or engage in war unless actually invaded or in such imminent danger as it will not admit of delay. The clause then has restrictions on what the states can do. Specifically, you cannot impose taxes on ships based on their tonnage, their weight or cargo without a consent of Congress Two. You can't keep troops or warships in times of peace without the consent of Congress. Three, you can't enter into agreements or other compacts with other states or foreign powers without the consent. Four, declaring war or engaging in war unless actually invaded or in imminent danger that doesn't allow for delay. This was put in the Constitution by our founders to make sure that the federal government remained in control of all of our international relations and war powers. They didn't want states being able to declare war on Mexico and then rope the entire country uh, into it. This, I believe, that the state of Texas and the United States of America is in imminent danger 
And the government has delayed and delayed and delayed and showed they're not serious about an invasion. Now, if you can't say that three million people coming into our country is not an invasion, then you don't know anything about military strategy. Do you know what the Chinese military strategy was against Russia? They would send a million people over their borders and surrender. Do exactly what's happening right now. Come over the border and say, we just need asylum. They would come over the border into Russia and surrender. Million of them. Then when that had been processed, they'd come over the border, another million and surrender. After five days of this, they could overwhelm Russia and Russia would collapse. That was the invasion strategy for China against Russia in modern day. Now, why do we think that this isn't a strategy to collapse America when we know we have people in our own government that want to collapse America and we know that we have foreign governments that want to collapse America. We are focused on, well, we got to find out exactly what's happening on social media and then pay no attention to our border. China is, is a part of this strategy on our border, which is their strategy. And the second strategy that China is using is the strategy the English used on the Chinese with the Opium War. Put a base camp right at the border. Then take heroin uh, and opium and make it as pure as you can and push it into the country and get as many Chinese people addicted to opium as possible the Chinese will eventually say, okay, 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 enough. Well, have we had enough yet? Because I have. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do about it in 60 seconds. First, pain is your body's way of letting you know that something's wrong. You think so? Most of the time, it, what it's trying to tell you is you have inflammation in your joints. You can find ways to mask the pain, but that sucks. Yeah, I mean, do you want to feel like that all the time? I mean, sometimes. Anyway, don't, wish, don't waste all those great blackouts, kids. Don't drink until you have lots of children. You're going to need those blackouts. Anyway, the other option is you can fight it. And that's what you can do with Relief Factor. Fight the pain and the inflammation. If you've been dealing with pain in your life, Please try the three-week quick starts, 1995. It's a trial pack. You just take it as directed for three weeks and see if it doesn't make your pain go away. Relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. 1995, three-week quick start. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. I have to tell you, I am truly fed up. Now, when you get to that place, the question is, 
And what are you going to do about it? Well, the federal government would like to make all of us who are constitutionalists look like revolutionaries. We're not revolutionaries. I say we use the Constitution as the as the map because the founders gave us a way to fight all of these things. You're tired of the corruption in Washington and the Justice Department not doing anything about it. Well, you have two choice, three choices. You can forget about it and just give up. That's not good. You can get angry and then go start a riot. That's really not good. Or you can use the constitutional powers that you have. And we will show you exactly how to fight the corruption in Washington, D.C. We're going to do that next week. Next is this border problem. I, 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 I insist as a citizen of Texas that our governor takes this seriously and looks at what it is doing to the state of Texas. You are going to destroy the state of Texas by bringing in a million people into Texas. You will destroy it. It can't be done. It's an invasion. So declare an invasion and fight it with the powers of the Constitution. It's not a dusty old document. People just don't use it anymore. By the way, if you are fed up like I am, join me next Thursday evening, May 18th. I'm going to explain all of this. It's a day of reckoning. If you're fed up, please find the crimes, the most outrageous crimes of the Biden family and the other things that you are just, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. And tweet it out. Hashtag fed up. I'll read them a little later on in the broadcast and next week. Join me next Thursday evening. By the way, fed up is also the promo code. Our biggest um, our biggest discount ever on an annual subscription. Use the code word fed up and save 30 percent now off of your uh, subscription. Fed up. Use uh, use that promo code at blazetv.com slash glenn blazetv.com slash glenn it's going to be a big 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 week of positive action next week you don't want to miss a second of it when we come back we have chip roy i have a feeling he's a little upset at what's happening on the border as well the House just passed a sweeping border security bill. He'll tell us about it program. next. Your home is going to look a lot better once you've gotten the win- new window treatments from Blinds.com. And you can take my word for it. I've used them several times, but I don't ever ask you to take my word for anything. You should, you should not trust anybody. Um, you should do your own homework always. I recommend you check it out for yourself. Go to Blinds.com and look at the amazing selection. It's the easiest way to make your windows look great. And I mean, easy to the point of like relaxing and not even thinking about it while somebody else is inside uh, installing all of them. One flat price, no matter if it's one window or your whole house of windows. 
It's uh, it's so easy. You just click installation at checkout or you can do it yourself if you want. You can also do it yourself when you're picking everything out or you can talk to one of the design experts and it's free. They are really great. Right now, blinds.com. They've covered 25 million windows and counting. Shop blinds.com and save 40% right now off selected products. It's 40% off selected products at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Head over to blazetv.com and use the code FEDUP. blazetv.com slash Glenn. The code is FEDUP. You'll save 30 bucks. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, there is a podcast that is available now at Blaze TV. It's Tristan Harris. If you don't know who Tristan Harris is, you should. He is a guy I probably have more respect for than anyone else in big tech or AI. Um, we're going to go over some of the things that he said. It is shocking. He gives us 12 to 18 months before it is too late to turn back. And he says this is the the Fermi test. This is the test of whether our species survives or not. We'll give it all to you top of the hour. First, we have uh, Chip Roy on with us. Hello, Chip. How are you, sir? Well, Glenn, uh, you know, our state is under siege. Um, and, uh, you know, I think the American people are seeing that firsthand. And, um, you know, fortunately, the House Republicans took action yesterday, but uh, this administration is leaving us uh, stranded. So I don't understand. We were just talking about uh, uh, Governor Abbott. Uh, I, I'd sure like Governor Abbott to start leading a little more than he is. I know he's shipping everybody out uh, from Texas to other states, but that just hurts other states as well. This is an invasion. You can't have 400,000 people coming in every month and expect to keep your country you can't so there were some something like thirty thousand apprehensions uh, over the last three days i'm trying to get updates about what's going on tonight i've got a few folks down at the border giving me uh you know sort of the latest and greatest or the latest and most terrible and what i'm hearing is right now is that the dps and national guard folks who are down there at the order of the governor are actually on the front line trying to turn away and hold people back okay, good. while Border Patrol is effectively retreated into just full processing by basically kind of order of the DHS. So we've had this kind of flip where it's actually Texas folks trying to keep them from crossing and Border Patrol pulled back to process. So we, you're the second source we have on this now. So I, I believe it. We just had somebody else on who said that's the word that they were getting, but they'd believe it when they saw it. So if you're getting uh, that as well, maybe then the governor is um, taking charge of the border. Well, look, I think it's all a tough call right here. I mean, look, I do think the governor and DPS, they're trying to throw everything they have at it. Uh, there is that kind of you get right up to that point where you're either deciding to take over and literally take take charge to turn away and return people and just put, you know, basically force your way in front of Border Patrol. But as Bill Malugin reported, we don't have the resources. We don't have enough people. Yeah, but we don't have enough folks 
And uh, so it's, it, it's hard, right? They'll just move to another place, and then Border Patrol will just usher them right in. And by the way, this is why the Texas House should have passed HB 20, which they crapped on this last week, instead of giving more resources to the governor. And instead, they're passing freaking gambling bills. That's your freaking Texas House Republicans in action. They should have given more support to the governor, and they didn't do it. So um, well, I just talked to Wade Miller uh, for Citizens Renewing America, and, yep. and he said that if the governor calls other states, they can send resources down. Yeah, certainly, I think other states have, uh, are willing to work with Texas. I don't know the latest on that. Of course, Wade's probably correct on that. I know Wade well. Um, and I think there's there, there's a number of states that I know are willing uh, to support. I'm, I'm, I'm confident Florida would support. Uh, and look, by the way, God bless Florida. They just passed legislation. They passed the Strong E-Verify bill. They passed other strong immigration uh, uh, you know, language in their legislature that, that uh, Governor DeSantis signed. And then they just had a court, you know, strike down these releases of migrants with nothing more than a, you know, oh, please show up one day, not a, not a required notice to appear. So at least they, they uh, put, put an injunction on that for two weeks. Uh, so they're trying to help. But uh, look, we got we to gotta do everything we can in Texas. And I'm just calling on the Texas legislature to get their head out of their rear end, give more resources to the governor. We need all states to kind of work with Texas to try to step into the breach because Border Patrol and this DHS, they're pulling back. Now, I want to be clear, the Border Patrol agents on the line you know, they want to do their job. You know, it's the freaking idiots at DHS that are holding them back. We were just uh, just talking about China's invasion plan uh, for Russia, and it was to send a million people over the border to surrender their guns and to surrender to the Russians after five million people across the border and surrender. Russia's overwhelmed uh, and it collapses, and they win without firing a bullet. This is exactly that strategy if you believe somebody is trying to collapse the United States of America, and I happen to believe that. Well, one thing we know for sure, uh, I got reports just yesterday of uh, Chinese nationals that they're, that, they're, that they're running across. We know that Border Patrol is now being pulled into, pulled back to do processing, and they're unable to process between ports of entry. We know we've had 1.7 million gotaways. We know that we've gotten people from all sorts of places, uh, you know, connected to foreign terror states and Chinese nationals in the past. We know exactly what's happening in terms of the porousness of our border, and we know exactly what, you know, evil a lot of people around this world want to do. And the problem is that what people haven't firmly come to grips with is that we've got evil in our own White House and DHS who don't give a rat's rear end about our own sovereignty, security, and they want to undermine our country. They're literally at war with the American people. They're undermining our energy freedom. They're spending us to death. They're opening up our borders for uh, all manners of, of uh, danger, from fentanyl to terrorists to China. And you can only conclude that it's purposeful. There is no other logical conclusion. Chip, I, I will tell you, next week I'm, uh, uh, I'm laying out a plan, a constitutional plan, uh, that we have talked to uh, scholars and attorneys and, uh, and attorney generals uh, about it. And it is something that we can do to fight back. But it is time for Americans to uh, really dig into the Constitution and into their state constitutions and find out exactly what could be done. Because we're, we're in an end game here. At some point, this will overwhelm. I mean, I, I've said it. You look at the growth of Texas, of Houston, of Austin. At some point, uh, 
these cities are no longer Texas cities, and I contend they already aren't. They're no longer Texas cities. When we had massive immigration at the turn of the century uh, through Ellis Island, you were at least given, uh, you know, the the um, the books on how to become an American. They were uh, stressing you got to fold in and become an American. That's not happening. You cannot add millions of people to your population without that don't know nor care anything about your history when our population doesn't know or care about our history or our system of government. You will change fundamentally and you'll never be able to go back to a, a constitutional republic because no one will know what it is. All, all of this is purposeful, from the education system to the poorest borders uh, to what they're trying to do to attack our financial stability, banking system. I mean, just go down the line. I mean, there's, there's literally no other uh, explanation for it. Uh, we have to, you know, stand up and hold the line. Um, and I applaud you for, for, you know, going down that road. We have to do it as a free people. We're not just going to sit back and uh, allow uh, these tyrants in Washington to undermine our God-given freedom. That's what's occurring. I just want to be very clear. I'm not going to allow that. Um, as a free citizen, I'm going to protect my children, my family, my community uh, from the tyranny of this out-of-control government. Um, right now, as a member of Congress, you know, my duty is to try to move the ball forward as I can here. It may be too little too late. Republicans for 20 years have pissed around and not done anything on the border because they were in the hip pocket of the gosh darn Chamber of Commerce. Well, finally, we've grown a spine. We finally passed a strong border security bill, and I'm proud of it. It's a good bill. We passed it yesterday. You know, and it took a lot of wrangling. What does, it, what does it say? What does it do? So the bill is it literally, Glenn, and I wouldn't make this up. It is the strongest border security bill we've ever passed. Um, it would make very clear that the secretary, a future secretary who's not corrupt for a Republican, has straight-up authority to turn away the border for any reason he or she sees fit. That's a really important addition. It's like Title 42 but across the board and not related to health. Uh, number two, it would fix all of the crap loopholes. It would tighten the asylum definitions. It would fix the unaccompanied children problems. It would fix the family unity separation problems created by courts. And most importantly, it would require, and it would be very specific in the statute, overtaking all other laws, and it would say you may not release, period, unless someone is having a legitimate claim being adjudicated. And I'm, not, no, I'm sorry, not, a, not unless. You may not release, period, but you must be detained or you must be in Mexico while a legitimate asylum claim is being um, adjudicated, period. That's the end of it. Uh, it's a good bill. It, it does e-verify. It has additional resources for Border Patrol, but only if we pass the policy changes. Uh, it has you know, more funding for the wall, et cetera. You know, again, some of this is set up for a future Republican president if our country can even last 18 months and, God willing, we get a Republican elected. That, I'm not sure we can if we don't throw ourselves in front of this train right now which raises questions of impeachment, uh, both for Secretary Mayorkas and the president. It raises questions about what the states do, and it raises questions about the debt ceiling and the spending fight. I don't see how I, as a responsible Texan, can move forward either the debt ceiling bill or a spending bill if we don't address the border crisis. It's an absolute abhorrent you know, undermining of our sovereignty, security, it's endangering Texans. So we'll see how this unfolds, but we've got to use either the debt ceiling or the spending fight in September or both to secure the border, as well as other things, you know, stop the pistol braces, stop the World Health Organization, stop the, you know, spending of money we don't have 
uh, recklessly. Uh, stop the stupid Inflation Reduction Act tax credits. Now, we did all of, most of those things in our bill that we pa- passed and sent over, although we still need to address, you know, the who and um, the pistol braces and the border. So l- let me ask, I just talked to Mike Lee about an hour ago. He said, uh, Congress, you did your job and you put the RAINS Act in uh, the budget. Uh, and I said to him, just shooting from the hip, I think that's worth even raising the debt ceiling, uh, some compromising on this to get the RAINS Act. I think that reins in the uh, U.S. Uh, government agencies in a way that would be extraordinary. Do you agree with yeah, that or not? Yeah, totally. Thanks for bringing that up. And just for the listener out there, what it means is that if you have any regulation that has an economic impact or uh, you know, impact of greater than $100 million, uh, then it has to go to Congress for approval, roughly. That's the kind of dumb-speak version of it. So it would significantly alter the balance of what these you know, uh, regulators, these bureaucrats can do without congressional uh, engagement. We've ceded too much authority to them. Yeah. So, yes, it is an extremely powerful piece. I mean, people don't realize, I mean, look, I get slapped around on Twitter from the, from the conservatives who I understand they're frustrated because they're, they're assuming we're doing what Republicans have always done. Right. We're not. The Speaker's agreement in January, what we did in the debt ceiling fight, what we just did in the border bill, this border bill is righteous, conservative, and strong. The debt ceiling bill we passed is awesome. It's chock full of all sorts of great stuff uh, that we sent over to the Senate. So the question now is, do we have the backbone to not blink when we get up to June? Um, You know, deals can be made in order to move the ball down the field, but we should not blink on the need to address most or all of these things. Those Inflation Reduction Act tax credits, Glenn, Yeah, that money just goes into the hip pocket of liberal elitists. 90% of the dollars going to corporations. They make over a billion dollars. It funds the destruction of the gas industry. You're going to have a grid that's undermined. Your freedom is taken away, all to enrich, enrich liberal elitists. The RAINS Act, all these things, they're good stuff. But let's be clear, our border's on fire. They're literally destroying every aspect of our way of life. We're not even talking about the woke weaponized DEI crap that they're doing over at the Pentagon, for example. So we're going to have to take all of these fights on all the way through uh, and Lord willing, land the plane with the Republican president and get in and gut this place. I will tell you that I, that there's not a chance that I'm going to be in Washington anytime soon, but the next time you're in Dallas, I owe you the biggest Fred Flintstone steak uh, dinner uh, I can find. (laughs) Thank you, Chip. I appreciate it. God bless you, Glenn. And look, thanks for having me on. Keep, just keep it up, man. I mean, the American people are onto it. I hope it's not too late. If you're listening to this, you got to get engaged. We got to do this. Um, you know, do it for your kids or grandkids. More importantly, for your great grandparents, grandparents who fought for this country, stormed the beaches of Normandy, sat in the foxholes in Bastogne. You know, we don't just talk about it. Don't just wave the flag on July 4th. Dad, gum it. Go man the ramparts. We got to go do it now. Representative Chip Roy from the great state of Texas. Thank you, Chip. I appreciate it. And anyone who says daggummit, uh, you listen to. You listen to. <laughs> Let me tell you about uh, CarShield health insurance for um, your car. And it's important. Health insurance, we know. You know, it, getting medical care for something that is catastrophic, that could just wipe you out forever. Well, your car has that catastrophic uh, potential as well. Just wipes everything out. You need your car. When your car doesn't have a warranty, the car repairs become uh, annoying and also quickly very expensive. CarShield offers affordable protection plans to fit every budget and covers more parts than ever before. And you'll want them. 
when it's a costly repair. You can also count on CarShield to help take care of you when your car breaks down, you're stuck on the side of the road. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, rental car options, trip reimbursement, all at no extra cost. And you can lock in your price today. It will never go up. CarShield, dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage like I have with carshield.com slash Beck. That's carshield.com slash Beck. 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, I mean, we're never going to agree with no. Anderson Cooper ever. Um, but this, I think what he said last night um, in response to the Trump debate is being mis, uh, misinterpreted or, or mischaracterized. mischaracterized. They're yeah. saying, he said, you should never watch the network again because CNN had Donald Trump. No, that's not what he said. He said, I can understand you feeling this way. He's talking to his CNN liberal liberal audience. audience, I can see how you feel this way, but you have to know what the other side is saying. You have to hear the other side. You have to put up with it. Yeah, he says you have every right to be outraged today and angry. Never watch this network again. But do you think staying in your silo and only listening to people you agree with is going to make the person go away? If we all only listen to those we agree with, it may actually do the opposite. I, I, mean, I can't believe I'm saying it. Let me... Anderson Cooper is fairly right on this one. You did. You did. Oh. I mean, the thing is, Anderson is an, an old-school liberal. He's different yes. than the crazy AOCs of the day, I think. A little bit. Just a little, a little bit. bit. A little bit. The Glenn Beck Program.